A lot of Texas conservatives are frustrated these days with the direction the Texas legislature is taking this session. And it's really not just this session, but the frustration has been building for quite a while. Well, so what's be behind the Texas legislature's wayward and prodigal ways? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this week on episode 127 of the Liberty Cafe. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and welcome to the Liberty Cafe. I, I tell you every week that I'm blessed to have you here with me, and and that may sound old because I keep saying it every week and week in and week out, but I really am. I, I'm blessed that there's folks out there who like to listen to what I have to say. And I think, you know, I'm trying to do my best on bringing biblical, a biblical perspective to the world of public policy. And, and this tells me at least, you know, I'm doing it somewhat right that people come and keep listening to, to the Liberty Cafe. So thank you for that. Thank you for supporting the work that, that I'm doing here and the work that uh, Texas Scorecard is doing because they're the sponsor of the Liberty Cafe. And, and they, too, are seeking to, to, to fight oppression, bring liberty to the world, but not just economic liberty or political liberty, but really truly Christian liberty uh, to the world around us today. So again, thanks for being here and run on over to texasscorecard.com and see what you can find out uh, about what's going on in the fight for liberty today. So the, the title of this podcast this week is the Texas Legislature's Opposition to God. Now, now some of you might think, wow, Bill, that's a really bold uh, statement. Matter of fact, some people might be saying that's a wildly irresponsible statement. For instance, how can you, Bill, know God's will and use that to judge the Texas legislature? Well, for, for one thing, God tells us what his will is. He gave us his word in the Bible, and His Bi- the Bible is full of God's direction for us, and not just in personal piety, but in our lives and interactions with each other, including the, um, the, the manifestations in the public sphere and in the public policy sphere, such as the Texas legislature. So I, I think there is a grounding that one could make this claim. Now, whether or not I'm right or not, well, y'all can listen in and see what you think. But really, I'm, I'm talking more than just you know, looking, I'm not going to be looking at verses so much that say, thou shall not do this, or thou shall not do that, or thou shall do this, or thou shall do that. I think really what's going on here in, in Texas, and it's not just the Texas legislature, but a lot of other places too, that they are undermining God's design for the world that God has created and for the humanity, the humans that he has put in there. Now, let me just be very clear up front that I'm not saying all members of the Texas legislature are opposed to God. Far from it. Matter of fact, there's a lot of good Christian men and women working in the Texas legislature and and in other political offices running the state. But I I think, in fact, that's really one one of the sources of the frustrations for many Christians and conservatives in Texas. They, they basically see their friends acting like their enemies. They see their friends opposing what they see as God's plan for this world and what God's word informs us of. So j- just stick with me for a while and, and 
listen in and then just see what you think. If I'm anywhere close uh, to being on track with this claim that the Texas legislature is standing in opposition to God right now. And there's basically uh, five different areas that I want to look at and, and talk about. So let's get into that right now. First of all, it, it's about money, right? The, the, the legislature wants our money so badly that they lie to us about how much they are taking. What does this have to do with God's will? Well, you know, God created us. We were created by God to be creative and to prosper, right? He, he told us to be fruitful and multiply. And one of the ways we do that, we're, we're fruitful by being creative. God created the heavens and earth, and we are supposed to create too. Now, we can't create something from nothing like God did, but we can take what he created and be fruitful with that. And, and that's not just with children. It's also with building an economy. And part of building an economy is... Uh, making money because we have to have money in order to build the world because we, we can't do what God calls us to do, uh, living um, in huts, right? We, we're going to have all these people. We need a place for people to be housed and a way to feed them and a way to protect them. And so that's part of prospering is part of God's plan for us. And I'm not preaching the, um, the uh, prosperity gospel here, but but prosperity is mentioned throughout the Bible, and it's part of his plan for us. Be fruitful and multiply, creative and prosper. Yeah, and here's just two examples of how the legislature just keeps taking our money away and, and does so in a way that is deceitful. They lie about it. And I've talked about this before, but let's talk about it again. The first example is property tax relief. So everybody's been crying for property tax relief, and it looked like at the beginning of the session with the $32 billion we had out there in, in, in the surplus just for this two-year period alone, not to mention how much money we're going to have in, over the next two years, that we're going to get a pretty nice chunk of change for that. But we're not. Uh, they're, they have given us $9.8 billion, it looks like. You know, it's going to be give or take uh, you know, a million or two there. But they're telling us you know, depending on who you're listening to, that it's at least $5 billion more than that. $5 billion more, it's, it's $15 billion. But it's not. They're lying about that because that $5 billion is old property tax relief. You know, it's, it's already been done. From 1919 and 1921, that's been done for us. Now, we still have to keep paying for it, but we just still have to keep paying for Medicaid expenses from way back to those same costs keep going forward yet they're trying to claim these old costs are new property tax relief somehow or another uh, and, and it's just a lie <clears throat> the other um, one which is a big deception is 10 billion dollars the texas senate has been trying to pass a bill and it looks like it's not going to pass but but some other bill might pass um, that takes its place instead that will spend 10 billion of our tax dollars to build new generation to keep the lights on in Texas. Now, I'm not going to get into why that's a bad idea. I think it is and we can discuss that at another time. But the thing is they're they're lying about that in the in the sense that they're not telling us they're actually doing it. Right? So there's this 10 billion dollar um 
transfer of funds in the way deep down in the bowels of the of Article Nine of the uh, Texas uh, Senate Budget Bill, House Bill One. Nobody ever looks in in House Bill Nine. I mean, it's Article Nine because there's not much going on in there sometimes. But it's really where they put all the dirty tricks and everything, and that's what they're doing here. They, they transfer $10 billion out of general revenue so it can't be used for property tax relief. But they don't appropriate the money. Why don't they appropriate it? Well, the, the Senate's version of the bill was, was within $3 billion or so of going over the spending limit set in the Texas Constitution. So they can't appropriate that $10 billion. So what they do is they just transfer it where nobody can see, see it and get their hands on it for a couple of years. And then in ten, in maybe two years, back in, in 2025, when they come back, then they can appropriate it. Then, when they don't, when nobody's looking, and when they don't have to worry about the constitutional spending limit. So it's just a lie. And, and again, taking that money from us and then lying about it is really, I think, part of the process of opposing God's plan of of our creativity and our prospering, our being fruitful and multiplying. All right, let's get on to, to item number two. So here's another thing. They want our money so badly because they want to give it to somebody else. Right? And, and the, the, the problem with that is that, um, a, a, well, here, here's, a, here's a verse from Proverbs 13.4. A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. So what they are doing, basically, is they're taking money from prosperous people, people who are successful, people who are making money, both you know businesses and individuals, a little bit of, a little bit of time from some of us, a lot more from others of us around here. And then they're turning around and giving it to th- these companies through this, these economic development programs. And here's, here's what, uh, th- this week in the Texas legislature, in Texas, according to our Governor Greg Abbott, is economic development week in texas and and not only are they doing this but they are broadcasting it far and wide they're, they're taking from the productive and giving to the sluggards here's what our governor greg abbott had to say about it our state's 700 plus economic development organization development organizations help bolster communities large and small thanks to their hard work texas is the premier economic destination in america well, that's not true at all. It's not the hard work of these economic development professionals and organizations who are engaged basically in doing nothing but stealing money and giving it to other people. It's the, it's the hard work of Texas workers, employees, employers, entrepreneurs, uh, communities, you know, housewives, everything who who are part of this market economy and who are driving it to great growth and prosperity. You know, the the reason that and low taxes, less regulation and fewer frivolous lawsuits, that's what has driven economic growth in Texas, not economic development professionals or programs like the Chapter 313 uh, renewal program in House Bill 5 that the House is pushing and Unfortunately, it looks like the Senate might cave on this and let it pass. That that program gave up $12.3 billion in tax uh, tax revenue to these 
companies over the last, I can't remember how long it's been, but $12 billion gone from the state coffers. Not that the state necessarily needs it, but the rest of us make up that with higher property taxes ourselves. And then there's also, of course, renewable energy subsidies and related benefits. That's about $1 billion in Texas this year, or since 2006, about $13.7 billion. And then another thing in, in this year's budget is uh, increased spending on, on state employees, state facilities, and, and, and certain agencies is another $4.7 billion. Right? And all that is just going... Um, Away from, away from Texans to other places where the sluggards get it rather than those who are working. So speaking of working, that, that's another issue I want to take up on because it's not just our money they want. It's not just our money so they can give it to others that they, they want, but it's our money. It's, not, it's our occupations as well. It's the work that we're doing, and they're coming after, they come after that too. So God created us to work. Right? So remember, if you look, go back to Genesis 2, it said, When no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground. So God created this world, and it was designed... That it wouldn't prosper unless there was man, man and woman, to work the ground. And so what did, the, what did God do? The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And of course, that's what we're supposed to be doing now, right? So we're out of the garden right now. We, we kind of messed up that garden thing. But God has given us a second chance through Jesus Christ, and we're still supposed to be working this earth and preparing it and preparing it ultimately as a dwelling place for God and man together. And that involves work. Sometimes it's actually working in the ground. Sometimes it's just doing occupations that provide resources and wealth in order to manage the land and, and use it well. Yet the legislature keeps coming after our occupations. And, and here's, just, you know, I'm just, I just went through a, a brief sample of Occupations that are regulated in Texas, and here's just a brief uh, sample of those. Uh, auctioneers, barbering, I'm sorry, cosmetologist, responsible pet owner, I have no idea what that is, uh, dietitians, uh, massage therapy, midwives, property tax consultants, property tax professionals, sanitarians, uh, tow trucks, uh, used automotive part recyclers and classroom teachers. To do any of those things, you have to be licensed by the state of Texas. And people can talk about health and public safety all they want, but there's no reason at all that a barber, for instance, needs to be licensed because of health and public safety. I would suggest the same thing is true for massage therapy. Right? You know, they, they go to school. They learn these things. Right? They don't need the government licensing them. And, and classroom teachers, well, we, you know, that, that's, I think, pretty self-evident. If we look what they're teaching in the classroom today, the, the fact that they're licensed to teach those things tells you that there's something seriously wrong with licensing in the public education area today. So there, the government is messing with our occupations. 
But it's not just our occupations. Let's move on to the fourth thing. They also can't keep their hands off our property. And of course, property ownership is one of those core uh, parts of being a human being. So here's what we see in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. So who is it that owns the heavens and earth? God. The whole world belongs to him because he created it. But then God said to them, a little bit further down in Genesis 20 verses, verses 1, 26 to 28, he told, told to them, us, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God gave us private property ownership. Now, that's a part of who we are because private property ownership is one of the main ways that we support our mission to go out there and fill the earth and be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over it. We can't do that again unless we are out there using our private property to prosper ourselves and grow wealthier so we can house ourselves and we can have the tools and equipment we need to continue to exercise dominion over the earth. Yet, constantly, the, the Texas legislature is refusing to honor our roles as property owners in, in this world today under God's authority. And the greatest example of this is property taxes right now. Because property taxes turn us all from owners to renters, basically. I'm not totally opposed to property taxes. I, I think there's room for some in there, but really low property taxes. I know some conservatives want to get rid, rid of them all, and I understand that and appreciate it. And if that's where we go, that's fine. But nonetheless, if you get below a pretty small level of property taxes, again, it, it turns you from a owner into a renter. And that is just wrong. And what they're doing here with property taxes in this session is really wrong. So they've got about $75 billion of new revenue available to them this session. But out of that $75 billion, they're spending $52 billion of it on new spending over last session. And they're leaving another $17 billion in the bank to spend later when they can get around the constitutional spending growth limit. And so what does that leave for us? As I mentioned earlier, about $9.8 billion. So $9.8 billion out of $75 billion is going to us and going to help reduce the burden of property taxes on us. They don't the legislature doesn't seem to care that they are assaulting one of the main uh, gifts from God, and that is ownership and use of private property. Speaking of use of private property, eminent domain is another um, area where they con constantly abuse this. You know, for instance, they, they can take our property for just about whatever they want as long as they call it a public use, and rarely will the courts look at whether or not it really is a public use, if, if a local government or the state says it's a public use. And then the thing is, they can take it for that so-called public use, but then they don't have to use it for that. Once it's been taken, you can't go get your property back, even if they use it for something else. And then uh, another thing which is particularly egregious, I think, 
although that was pretty egregious too, is that they can, like if there's a business operating, and this happened up on Ross Avenue in Dallas, uh, probably close to 20 years ago now, uh, the, the fancy pants in, in the Dallas City Council and, and neighborhood areas decided that they didn't, on Ross Avenue, they didn't like all these auto body shops and, and auto mechanic shops on Ross Avenue because it just wasn't very attractive. And they wanted their town to look much nicer. So they just came in, the city council came in, and just zoned these shops out of existence. And I, and I know, I talked to and met, and two of the people, uh, the, the owner of Woodard Paint and, Paint and Body, and then Hinga Mboga, who owned, from Kenya, who owned a, um, an auto mechanic shop, right, car a car repair shop there. And they just forced a leave their business, sell, sell their property, and leave. And, um, and the Texas Supreme Court said, it's fine. You, you can do that. I won't go into the details on that. But again, they're abusing, they're attacking, assaulting this thing, that property ownership, part of the design of God's purpose for us. And then the fifth and last one is that they're not just coming after our money. They're, they're not just coming after our money so they can give it to somebody else. They're not just coming after our occupations. They're not just coming after our property, but they're also coming after our families. And, and this is at such a high level. I don't think I need to give you a lot of examples, but listen to this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. And he told them to be fruitful and multiply and to fill the earth. And of course, what they, were they supposed to fill the earth with? With Well, children, and of course you can't get children unless you have a man and a woman, but not just any children. Those children were supposed to be disciples of God. Because that's what Jesus Christ told us in, in Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Yet, we can't do that these days. Or, well, we can do that. But the Texas legislature is making it very hard for a lot of us to do that. Uh, and, and, of course, we see a lot of this in the, uh, the public sphere when it comes to you know, the, the trans and the drag and the gayness and all those kinds of things, where the, the Texas House, right at this moment, can't even pass a bill that would ban same-sex, I mean, uh, trans drag shows, trans drag shows for children, minor children, from attending these drag shows. They won't pass that bill. Now, maybe they will get around to it, but so far they haven't. And you have to wonder if um, there's been sh some shenanigans on the House of uh, Speaker, House Speaker Dade Phelan, who, when he announced that he had got enough votes to become Speaker, the, the last block of votes that he got was the House Democratic LGBTQ Caucus, right? So who knows what's going on behind the scenes over there? But it's not looking good. So there's that kind of stuff. But then there's also the public schools. You know, for over 100 years, or more than that, uh, now probably closer to 150, something like that, uh, Texas, many, most Texas school children have been put in public schools. And for a large portion of that time, either God has been uh, uh, neutered in the public schools or just taboo. They're not allowed to go there. 
Right. And, you know, for instance, you know, we've got some, this freedom, like a coach now can go on, pray on the 50 yard line with, with volunteer students after a football game. But try being a teacher and teaching that God created the heavens and earth. You won't get away with that. Try being a teacher and teach that Jesus Christ is Lord over everybody, even unbelievers. You, you can't do that. But it is okay, apparently, uh, in Texas public schools to teach that whites are racist, uh, that men can be women or vice versa. Right? And they're trying to do stuff about this, but they're not doing a very good job. That the earth is billions of years old, and that God, kids don't, for instance, have to think about that the reason 2 plus 2 equals 4 is because God created numbers and put them together like that. And, and ultimately, I think what they're teaching our kids is that you can just be neutral in this world, and, and you can't be, because there's no neutrality in this world. You know, we're either going to worship God or we worship idols. We either obey God or we disobey Him. We either seek His will or pursue Satan's purposes. There's no middle ground. And, and that's where I, I think the Texas legislature is at fault. Right. So we've been sending our public, our kids to these public schools for, like I said, more than a century. And for the most part, the Texas legislature is just sitting there and letting it happen. You know, in, in many cases, the, they are pushing against God's plan for humanity in a lot of the things that I've, I've mentioned today. When it comes to property, property taxes, taking our money from us, um, uh regulating and restricting our occupations. So it's not just that the Texas legislature is neutral in a lot of these things, because like I said, you can't be neutral. In many cases, they're sitting and watching these things happen and doing nothing, or they're actively taking part and moving us away from God's plan for the world. So again, I am not saying that Christian members of the Texas legislature hate God. But I do think I think it's fair to say that a lot of God's children in the Texas legislature are basically aiding and abetting the enemies of God. And that's really sad. Well, let me just finish with this one bit of good news. And the good news is, as we learned in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission, that Jesus is with us always to the end of the age. So as frustrating as it must, might be for some of us Christians and conservatives to watch the legislature's actions this session and, and in recent sessions as well, we know that we are under the authority of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is making all things new, and we can look forward to the time that one day, it may be after we've gone from this world and then come back to it in our new bodies and our new perfect and complete souls, where we don't have to deal with evil flesh anymore, but we will one day dwell in this world with God and man. The, 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 we will here be here, man will be here dwelling with God, and it will be the world that we are always looking for, but never quite got to when we're here. All right, well, thank you once again for being here with the Liberty Cafe. I hope that I was somewhat convincing with my discussion about the legislature's opposition to God. And I'm also hopeful that you'll go over to texasscorecard.com, the, the sponsors of the Liberty Cafe, and find out what you can do to advance liberty in Texas.